In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A good place to begin today's sermon might be to ask the question about how much a wage is worth. After all, that seems to be part of the conflict that Jesus presents to us between this landowner and the hired laborers. And without understanding that Jesus is using this parable not to talk about the economics of earth and putting up an argument for some third economic theory, for example, free market capitalism over and against some socialistic or uh, communist theory of wages, but rather is showing us what God's economy looks like. And we begin to see what this story, what this parable is saying to us. The first clue to that is the way the landowner goes out and hires laborers to work in his vineyard for the usual daily wage. These men are ready to accept the offer, knowing full well that a sun up to sundown day was to be expected. And if we put ourselves into this story, as these people who have been hired on early in the day, thank you so very much. Um, if we put ourselves into this story as these people who have been hired on early in the day, we too would look a little scantily as more people come to work in this man's field, even when it is long past midday. It doesn't make sense to us as being fiscally responsible to promise wages to men who work 8, 10, or even 12 hours and then pay them the same amount as a person who only works one hour. Well, like I said a minute ago, this is not about how to be a responsible financial manager. This story is about what God's economy looks like, or at least what part of it looks like. So let's change our thinking for just a moment, and instead of seeing laborers in a field, watching the hours pass during the day, and seeing payment being given out as something unfair, let's see what is hidden in the depths of this parable. First, the laborers are us. Actually, all men and women as found throughout history. One ancient way of reading this parable was to see the laborers coming at different hours as the ever successive ages of the Old Testament with different hours referring to Adam, to Noah, to Abraham, and even into Moses. And as the church Catholic began to age and to grow, not only in maturity, but also in years, numbers, and regions, this parable took on the interpretation of Christians who come and join the church in various decades and centuries, the first laborers being the martyrs and the apostles. And you go on down until you get to the laborers who have come at the last hour, which of course are us, either those of us who are new to the Christian faith or because we are actually living in the 20th and 21st centuries, the latter days, as opposed to someone from the first or the second or the fifth or the 10th centuries, even the 16th century before us. And a third way, and this is the most common one, so perhaps this is the one you may have heard before, is that the laborers represent us as individuals, 
you and me singularly as the laborers and the hours representing our own ages when we come to faith and begin to live a life as a Christian in the world. The first laborers being those born and baptized early in life, and the next being people who come to know Jesus and his love as young adults, and so on, until you have the person who comes to faith, comes to find Jesus for himself very late in life indeed, perhaps even the often talked about and asked about deathbed conversions. Now, of course, that's the easy part to understand or to wrap our heads around for us to see. But what about the rest? What about the wages that are given out? This is where the economy begins to show its full importance, the economy of God, that is. Jesus is explaining to us that grace and reward in God's economy is not predicated on when someone becomes a Christian or becomes an active member of the church or becomes even someone who is now zealous for God. The same grace that was given to the apostles and to the early church and to Christians throughout the century is the same grace that each of us receive you and me together with all the rest. The next people that we baptize here or the next generations of believers who find faith by walking through these doors will be as richly rewarded as you and I are today. In his great Paschal sermon, St. John Chrysostom uses this parable to illustrate Christians coming to a banquet. Or to a party. He argues that even if you received your invitation in the last hour or so, you are most welcome indeed because there is plenty of rich food for all who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. God's riches, the wages that are paid out to the workers in the vineyard, are so abundant that everyone can receive and does receive the same wage because that is what God has chosen to do. My friends, that is good news indeed. None of us need worry about coming to Christ earlier in life or worry that for some re reason your reward and your grace is not as full because you became a Christian a short time ago when compared to someone else. I sometimes hear stories uh, from people about their conversion experience. And oftentimes it is told with an apologetic tone, as if because the person came to Christ, came to accept God's deep love for them in their 20s or their 30s or even their 50s or their 60s, that is something to be ashamed of when laid out next to someone who was a deeply committed Christian for you know, from their early years or even from their early teenage years. And this is not the case. Each story, each tale that is told is one to be celebrated, not only by the individual telling the story, but also by us, the church, when she receives and hears it again. But there is a note, a sad and tragic note in this parable, 
And it's when the landowner goes out around 5 o'clock and finds people who have been idle, who need a job but haven't done anything. He says to them, why are you standing here idle all day? To which they reply, because no one has hired us. Why is that? Is there some deficiency with God? Is there something wrong with God and the way he calls people? Or is it that part of the laborer's job is to go and find more laborers to share in the work? Is it part of our jobs as laborers to see the needs and instead of counting on countless accolades and estimating in our heads the money we could earn from doing all of this work by ourselves, that as laborers, part of our job is to go and find others to share in not only the laboring from, from our Lord, for our Lord, but also from his generous wages. Countless people out there, literally across the street and down the road, are not being hired, as it were, by God, not because God is unfair or unjust or isn't seeking. No. Instead, it's because they don't know where to find their jobs. And of course, I'm speaking of a spiritual job and spiritual wages, although this is also the very real need of a physical job and puts, that actually puts real bread on the table. But how are they to say, how are they who say, because we have not been hired, because no one has hired us, how are they going to know where to go and to be hired unless the church invites them to come alongside us and work in the vineyard? And of course, the vineyard is the world. We all know people who are looking for something to belong to, looking for something to be told that it doesn't matter how long you've been part of this organization or part of that group, and it doesn't matter if it's been five years or five min months or five minutes, but that you belong. We all know people who sometimes just don't know what they need or what they can do, but once encouraged and once they become part of a body they, who begins to know and to love them, they bloom and they blossom. This invitation to come to God, to find his love and his grace, and to become a laborer in the vineyard of our king is always open to everyone. It matters not the hour of the day. Anyone can be hired. Grace rewards the forgiveness of sins, the unquenchable love of God as the, are the wages God offers to each of us. The invitation is offered freely without the usual hang-ups of status or of wealth or of years of service. It is never too late for God to bestow his reward on those who eagerly and earnestly seek him and to do his will in this world. And 
just if part of our labor is to help bring others to work in the vineyard alongside us, then let us do that job well so that we can say that we have earned our wages. Because even if we are the last to come, the last will be first, and the first will be last. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.